0: Hey y'all! Thanks for jumping into and listening to another episode, or watching an, um, an episode of the Marketing Natives. We have Libby from Libby's Boutique on today. Um, she has been with us for about five years now. Online clothing boutique. She went from a um, a little spot inside of, inside of a spa to a little bit bigger location to a much larger location. So she's moved up. Um, she's selling really well online, and she's just had a ton of success. And very humble, but she shares her story and how she's gotten this way. Uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of amazing things. I think if you are somebody who is either starting out and selling online or if you are an established brick and mortar who wants to sell online, uh, this is an amazing episode for you or somebody who just loves to hear a good success story from a small town um, and making it to a successful online business. We're going to be talking about how to grow and scale an online clothing boutique. We're going to be talking about the tools and strategies Libby's uses to create real relationships with people online that they've never met before and how you should define success in your online business. All this and a ton more.
1: Check out the episode. This is the Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron.
0: Libby, thank you so much for joining us on another episode. And those of you who are listening to another episode of The Marketing Natives, um, super excited to have you here. I think it's been a long time coming. You were actually, I think, our first guest for our Tip for Tips show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Way back when. Way back when we Way were back. recording. It was a little crazy. But um, for those who don't know who Libby is or what Libby's Boutique is, uh, in your own words, could you tell us a little bit about uh, who you are in the boutique?
2: Um, we're just a, a full, I would say a full, um, size boutique. In other words, we carry, you know, women's apparel and, and shoes and handbags, all the good stuff that women like we're located in kind of like in small town America. Um, been in business for five years now, gosh, almost going on six, um, retired from teaching and opened a boutique and just been at it ever since.
0: Wow. And so you said retired from teaching. So how did how did you get started with this? Did you just quit teaching? You're like, oh, I'm gonna go open up a boutique and that's how it happened or-
2: No, actually not at all. I never even considered I never even thought about it. It wasn't something that I was on my radar or anything like that. I just one day my sister in law just said, You should open a boutique and told she told me where she thought I should open it and you know, I just started thinking about it and um, the more I thought about it, the more I consumed I became with it. And, you know, I went and asked a uh, local girl that uh, owned a salon. It was a very large salon. So she had room. I just, you know, asked her if she'd ever consider me, you know, just starting out this little hobby of mine and opening um, a boutique. And that's just kind of where it started. And I had a very small area in her boutique, but quickly grew from that very small, like rectangular space to she moved her chairs clear over to the other side of the her salon. And I had half of a salon at that point. So it was just a, it was a, it was a, it was an easy um, transition for me because women, you know, they come in to get their hair done and whatever. And so while their hair's processing, then they start looking around. So, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know, that kind of helped the success of the boutique quickly uh, because of that.
1: Have you seen that done before? Like a boutique inside of a salon like that? Uh,
2: maybe not the size of mine uh but there's sometimes like maybe like little just um you know areas pop-ups maybe um inside uh some boutiques but um you know other than her owning the store and it really being her salon um i kind of had half of the half of her business uh taken up with you know all of my things so
0: i guess at what point did you decide that that was too much or that you guys were like was there something you were like, okay, we've grown so much. Like I need to leave this space because I need more of a space. Was there something that you were like, okay, sales are going up or you just felt like you were just outgrowing it. What, what made you make that move? Um,
2: actually, she decided to uh, move her uh, salon uptown in the same town, which I could have moved with her as well. Um, but I had already been thinking about trying to, you know, New York is a pretty small town and um, I felt I had had some, I had a a, a gentleman from independence who had asked me several times uh, to bring my boutique over there. And I thought, you know, it might be a good time to think about that independence is a bigger town, considerably bigger. I mean, as far as population goes. And um, so I went over there and this particular location was very, very good as well. It was um, inside like this little international mall where there was coffee shops, So people were constantly walking by it and um, you know, just decided to, Um, just, well, actually I, I kept the boutique before she moved, I actually had the boutique in both locations. I had one in New and one in independence and we had begun to be online. So it was just a lot. And I kind of had to make a decision to just stay in one location as well as have the website. So that's when I kind of decided just to, to, um, be permanent in independence with just one boutique.
0: Wow. Um, and then since obviously we have a little bit of, of background, we understand that, but like how were, how long were you in this location? Cause now you're even in a, a bigger location and hopefully, um, as this video comes out or if you're listening to it on podcasts, go check out the video. If you're not watching on video, hopefully we'll be able to show some spots of her, um, current space, which is amazing. But what made, or how long were you in that current, that second location? And then you decided, okay, I need to move to this third location or, uh, to the place
2: you're at now. Um, I was there about two years Um, it was a great place to start in independence like I said I had instant traffic um, but I was actually it was you know it was very successful there as well but it was small and I didn't really have anywhere to keep a whole lot of extra inventory and um, I went to a boot camp in um, Colorado uh, it's called destination boot camp and it was just you know about how to grow your business and things and just kind of got me thinking about, you know, the idea of opening something larger. And um so I came back home from that boot camp and started looking at buildings and, you know, um just happened to get really lucky with the building I'm in right now. They were ready to sell. We were ready to buy, got a good deal on it. And it's about it's a little less than three thousand square feet. And um you know, I thought I'd never fill it. That was one of my biggest fears. I'll never be able to fill this boutique, you know, with clothing and, um, but that hasn't been a problem. And as a matter of fact, right now uh, we've now taken, we have a kind of a back room where we kept our inventory, but that's not even big enough now. So we've now moved all of that inventory to a separate location where all our shipping and most of our inventory is housed there now as well. So anyway.
1: That's incredible
0: so i don't want to like the way you say it is so nonchalant in the sense that like yeah we started this small location inside of this um you know the spa basically and then moved to a bigger location now we're in a much bigger location and we don't have enough room now so i I just want to recognize that like that's a huge thing to be doing to grow your business um to take it to that to that next level um what would you say is like you know if there's a couple of factors or one main factor, like what would you attribute your success? Cause I would say that we talked to a lot of businesses who are trying to still figure it out, or they're trying to understand like, how do I make this work? And it seems like it's obviously working for you. Not saying you didn't have any roadblocks or hiccups, but um, obviously you've been moving in the right direction. What would you say is that, you know, attributing success to that?
2: Um, a couple of things, you know, uh, Paige, when Paige decided to, uh, my daughter decided to join me as well. You know, she's, was late twenties, early thirties now. And, um, you know, she brought a piece to the boutique that I didn't have as far as, you know, really being, you know, with all the technology and things like that. I mean, I could do it, but it was stressful as you well know. And, um, anyway, um, but I probably really realistically, I would say the biggest factor is just that we just work so hard. I mean, you and I work, hard i mean we we come early you know we we're still working in the evenings even if it's from home i mean it's just a um i mean it's a job that we love because if we didn't i could never work this hard but i I mean i do think if you're going to try to to grow a small business man you have to be able to you know just put in a a lot of hours and and work hard at it but like i said we love it so it doesn't seem like it's work so we have to be careful that we don't really overwork but and probably just consistency you know making sure that you know we just did the same things every day at the time we told people we were going to do this and um you know the communication and and i mean i also feel like um you know she and i do have some fashion sense that wasn't something we had to learn it just came natural to us Mm -hmm. so um that part of it is just easy and now you know it's easy for us to uh communicate that with our followers um so, you know, sometimes you have to learn that part of the job as well. But, you know, we, we didn't, it was it just came easy for us. So, um, you no, know, probably hard work and consistency is what's, what's done it for us.
1: What with, a you, from,
2: with a little help from Bit Branding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you enjoy most about, about your everyday working at the boutique?
2: Oh, I mean, I do, the page and I are people, for, people, you know, uh, mm. we, we love, we love to communicate you know whether it be on our lives and i was visiting with a lady today from you know we were talking about football and i was talking about my raiders and uh she was talking about the cleveland browns so i mean like you know there's just we're just communicating with women all over uh, the united states and um you know we love one of our very favorite things to do is when, when women come in the store uh, to be able to to help them, we we aren't able to do that as much anymore because we are literally in the back room working our tail ends off on you know doing something else. But I'd say um, I'd say probably buying the the clothes is a lot of fun. Paige and I are constantly looking for new apparel to bring into the boutique. That's that's really fun for us. Um, so yeah, and, and and like I said, and the people. So
1: yeah, what is that? What is that process like? Because I know you guys come down here to Dallas, um, to market, right. Um, to yes. purchase. Do you guys just kind of go for whatever feels right that is going to sell? Or is it more of a kind of following trends, looking at other boutiques, looking at, you know, what's it's coming? A little,
2: it's a little of both. Um, you know, she and I are kind of the same person, which doesn't always help me go to market because we <laughs> like the same things, yeah. but, and the same colors, but, Um, you know, you do look for trends, but you also look for things that, you know, I mean, we know our clientele at this point, we know what they like, you know, we can, we go to market, we can look at clothing and immediately say, Oh, that looks like so-and-so. So So we know Hmm. our, we know our followers pretty well and we know what they like. So, um, it's not really about what she and I like, I mean, it is to a point because you have to be passionate about, you know, your clothing to be able to sell them, but, um, so, you know, we do look for a lot of trends, but we're mainly, um, really try to take a look at things and say, what will our followers buy this? Is it a good price? Cause that's something that we're really conscious about is that we keep our uh, prices affordable uh, for women. So.
0: Yeah. And I was going to say, um, you know, one of the biggest things that I can see from a, from an inside point standing out is that, um, your guys' return customer rate is like, probably one of the highest I've ever seen across like any type of industry. And I wonder if it's just because also you guys, uh, for those who are listening, don't know, like you guys are on video pretty much every single day, um, without as a default. (laughs) Uh huh. And I mean, we can talk about comments sold here in a second or like your guys' live video sales. But I think that, um, to your point, like the consistency, that's a huge factor, but um, just something to bring up, like you guys know your customers so well, and then I guess they just know and trust you because that customer retention rate or in the, the fact that they come back is like, it's insane. It's really, uh, really you know, crazy.
2: One thing we really try to do is um, we're not just about the sale. We want to make sure that we give them all the information they need to know about what we're trying to sell them. We don't want them to buy something you know, that they're not going to love or that's maybe not going to fit them. So... You know we try to give them you know as many details about what we're trying to sell as possible to fit and should they buy their normal size should they size up you know those kind of things um so that there's you know there is there is more of a you know success rate so um and that also that it just comes back to having like a good relationship with them i mean like uh and we don't just get on and start selling clothes i mean we have conversations with them and you know i mean we These women, we've never even known before. We feel like we know them because I mean, like we talk to them all the time, you know, just through, through the live them asking questions. But, um, you know, I do think the return rate is more that they love what they get because we've, you know, we've done a pretty good job of telling them what size they need. So they're not having to return it. And, you know, that's, that's really the bottom line. I mean, uh, if, if you, if they get something in the mail or even here at the boutique, they buy something and they love it when they get it, they're going to be a return customer. So That's awesome. Um, you know, it's just, we just really, we really try to be honest.
0: How do you guys build? So like, you know, you had a storefront obviously and people could come in and so you could build a relationship. So it's like you, and then I know like, um, you have some other people involved even before page and then now page, like you said, but you guys are so busy now. Um, how do you guys, but I would say a good chunk of business is also done online. How do you guys build relationships with people that you've never met before? Like, I'm not I'm not only through the video, but like, is there anything else that you guys are doing to build that relationship? And other than the fact that they just like the clothing or what's involved? Well,
2: in I mean, I do, you know, when we have a lot of, you know, anytime somebody shops with us for the very first time, I personally write them a note, you know, um, it's, it's not just, um, you know, it, it's a personal note, you know, talk to them about what they bought and, you know, maybe where they live and, you know, just try to build that first initial, um, you know, and let them know we send them emails. You know, after they bought, thanking them again for it. And um, so, you know, our our national days on Facebook, those are always really fun. You know, you create a lot of engagement with people, um, you know, who don't necessarily live around here. They they love some of those things. We cannot wait. Every morning, man, our phone starts blowing up after those national days go on, and women, you know, answering those fun questions and and stuff like that. But um, you know, I, I would say. Uh, you know, Paige is always answering customer service questions. I mean, even when she shouldn't be, I said, you know, it's Sunday afternoon. That'll wait till Monday, you know, but she's very good about um, answering when people, when people ask and uh, you know, questions or whatever. And, and they ask them every day at all times of the day, the night. Uh, So, you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes we shouldn't be working when we are, but at the same time, you know, if somebody's, you know, wants to know something and about a product, we're probably going to stop what we're doing and, and answer it. So,
1: Yeah, that's good. I want to know about the, the national day and for you who are listening right now, um, I think you guys do a really good job with, you know, what you post on social media. So tell us a little bit about that, that national day post. That you, guys you know,
2: we've been doing those national days for, oh my gosh, I know a very long time, well over a year and every day, you know, we just get them from the national calendar. We don't create them ourselves, but every day is a national day. I think today is, um, today is national farmer's day, I think. And, you know, we just talk about supporting your local farmer. And then, uh, we always ask something to get engagement from them. Um, today it was like, you know, who's your, who's your favorite farmer that you want to recognize today. And then we always give a $5 gift card. We pick somebody at random every day we do that on, and on our story on Instagram now, and we also do it, um, on Facebook. So every day we're giving away $10 just to women who comment on them. And, uh, but we get some really good, we get some really good responses, uh, from some of them. And some of the national days are, are just a hoot, but, um, anyway, so that it does, we're not just always selling on Facebook. Actually, we do a lot of things on Facebook that have nothing to do with selling. And, um, you know, just, I I think that's important for your customers to know that you know, you just, we want to know who they are. We want them to know who we are and we're not just here to sell, you know, sell, 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 but, uh, that we're interested in fun things as well.
0: Yeah. I think one thing you guys do well. And, uh, we've talked about just from the beginning is like, you have been very, like, I guess for a business owner, you have to decide like how comfortable you are sharing what you, um, believe in and also what, you know, what you want to share about your family. Well, you got your, you know, Paige is part of your family. She's part of the boutique, um, just cause you're front facing. But, um, you guys also share with like, uh, I remember when you were adopting your son, like you guys went through that whole process and you would look at it as like a boutique. It's like, this has nothing to do with clothing, but you guys were updating people on this, on the, the progress with the adoption and like what all went through it and everything like that. So like, was there ever even a second guess where you're like, ah, oh, this has nothing to do with the boutique, but more so like I'm going to post this because this is how I, you know, I feel like this is how I should share who I am and what Libby's Boutique is about.
2: Yeah. That's what I, you know, that's what I was, was just kind of alluding to is that, you know, it's not just about all selling and not to be honest with you, they love that. They love the story. They loved following, you know, when we were adopting Valak and even on our lives that we do every day at lunchtime. Uh, I'm always, Valak is a hoot. Let me tell you. um, <laughs> Uh, he's, there's always something to share about Valley that's funny. And um, so they enjoy that as well. And um, so, and, and we, have you know, we've struck up a conversation or relationships with other people who have adopted. So you have that, you know, that one-on-one with them as well. And they share their exper- experiences when we're doing our lives. You know, they'll tell something about adopting or or whatever. And we do a, we do a mission uh, every day at noon. We give back to somebody some organization something and um you know we just we just want to make sure that um you know we're not just here like I said we're not just here for the money we're not just here for the sale we're here to you know really bless other people because obviously we have been so incredibly blessed um my whole life uh and now you know for sure with the success of the business so you know just feel like we're blessed we've been blessed to be a blessing to somebody else so we do that every day at lunchtime as well
0: Lunch with Lib, exp- explain this. So I know, and it may have changed to just because of this whole pandemic thing. But, you know, previously, I actually I let you explain. what What is Lunch with Lib? And kind of explain that for people who don't know. Uh,
2: well, okay. So Lunch with Lib started out every day at lunchtime we came on and, um, you know, did something. Sometimes we had a, you know, a guest on or whatever and uh, talked about something that was going on in the community or, you know, just lots of, just a plethora of different things and uh, lunch with live now has kind of in, evolved into um, there are live that we do every day at lunchtime with women on, on their lunch. And um, so we've kind of changed it a little bit now. It's like live with live at lunchtime. And, um, and that's, uh, and I mean, women will flat tell you right on there that they cannot wait to hop on at lunchtime to see, you know, what it is that we're, you know, what we're having on there today as far as apparel or, you know, whatever. So we've been doing Lunch with Lib for a good two years, I think now. It's been since we were, see, I think I started that over at the other shop. So a good, a good two years now we've been doing Lunch with Lib and it's just been, um, we're pretty consistent. We're on every day at lunchtime. Um, and so, you know, that's when you have a good following. If you're there every day, when you tell them you're going to be there, um, then, you know, women join you. So
1: did you struggle with doing videos or more specifically live videos?
2: Well, not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even, I don't even think about what I'm going to say on a video before I do it. I mean, you know, I've just done so many of them at this point and, um, I've never have been really. Too much of one to not be able to speak on camera but um it's just it's just easy for me i mean i know it's not for everybody i understand that but for us it's easy we don't we don't rehearse what we're gonna say we just we're live and whatever it is is what it is so
0: it's good i was gonna say i well i remember like early days um you're like we gotta do this whole video thing like i mean yeah yeah it was just kind of rough but now you've probably i mean who knows how many facebook would probably tell us but i mean you've probably done thousands of videos at this point like literally yeah. thousands For so sure. yeah. it is i think you alluded to it earlier it's its part of that consistency and that's kind of like the, the consistency with the videos and um everything else um, yeah
2: actually before we started this a little bit ago right before we came on Paige said do you you know do you know what they're going to ask you and i'm like oh no, I didn't even think about that. So, <laughs> so, even with this situation, I'm like, okay, I guess I hope I can answer the questions because I don't know what they are ahead of time. So, yeah, we've done a video or two. So. Yeah.
0: Um, so, it, people who are starting out, like you just said, video is easy, uh, uh, well, easier, it came easier. Um, And obviously you guys have had a lot of success with the boutique. What, what advice would you give to other new boutique owners or like even online store owners? Like what advice would you give to them to help them if they're just starting out or maybe in a rut right now?
2: Well, um, if you're just starting out, you know, one thing I will say, and I think it's probably maybe attributes to maybe the, the, not the success of something is that if you're not willing to put in the hours, you know, and even, you know, learn from other people. You know, we learn from you guys. We learn from other boutiques. We watch other boutiques. And we're always, always, uh, you know, eager to learn something else. We just listened to, she just listened to something today. The hub had to offer. I mean, it's just continually trying to stay up with, you know, what is working right now uh, for other people. And, um, you know, we don't have all the answers, but you just have to, um, you know, you have to be able to, you have to be able to have the work ethic to do it. Um, if you don't, then um, probably you're probably not going to succeed. I mean, I know that's probably a cliche, I mean, for anything in life, but uh, you know, the boutique world's not for the faint of heart. It's, it's, it's a lot of work. And I I think you also have to kind of love it, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able to have to work that hard at it because there's just so many facets involved in it. Um, You know, it just, and, and like I said, be, be consistent. So I think what's made us successful would make anybody successful, if you're willing to, you know, to put in the hours and and uh, be consistent with what you do, and you know, just continue to, um, you know, learn from other people about what what's going to work.
1: the 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 pandemic, the coronavirus, did did it do anything to your business? I know you're very established online on social media, um, and you have a great following. Um, and I know you're also in a smaller town, so I think smaller towns didn't really get a lot of. Um, I mean, I don't know lockdowns, I think they were shorter, um, et cetera. Did the coronavirus or the pandemic affect your business um, at all?
2: Well, I mean, I don't know how, fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it. I mean, the pandemic for us was really when our business online, well, that's when we decided to do comments sold because we, I mean, like, you know, there's a situation again, you know, you can either fold or you can say, okay, what we what are we going to we gonna do right now to try to, you know, just get over the hump on this and not let this just, you know, all the work I put into this for, you know, four and a half years. And I'm just going to, you know, close my doors. And, you know, I I wasn't willing to do that. And we kind of been wanting to look into comment soul for a long time anyway, but she and I just never had, I say she and I, she really never had the time to look into the technology of it and what was all involved and, you know, all of that. And so, you know, here we were closed down. I think we were closed for like three weeks Our actual brick and mortar. And so we had a little bit of time at home to uh, research it and talk to the people that, um, you know, um, have comments sold. And, um, and so literally we just jumped in, you know, I mean, we just jumped in and we did a live like a, a, a week after we had comments sold. I mean, like, it was crazy. I was a little nervous cause I had no clue what we were doing. I didn't know what the numbers meant. I didn't know anything. Uh, she said, you just get the fashion together, I'll take care of the rest of it, and that's, you know, that's kind of the way it's been from here on out, I just, I take care of all the fashion part of it, and she just does all the technology, and and not that she doesn't do the fashion, because she certainly does as well, but, um, you know, we just, I mean, our lives just, I don't know, that's just, they just took off, and um, you know, and you, we gained a lot of, you know, followers and, and you don't just lose those followers just because, you know, everything begins to, to open up again. I mean, you mm-hmm. pretty much retain them. And, um, so yeah, I mean the pandemic for us, cause there was just a lot of women that were, you know, I thought maybe, I thought maybe nobody wanted to shop online. They were worried about their jobs or worried about money or whatever. And for us, it was literally the opposite. I mean, I, I just, I just was blown away at how well our lives just took off um our live videos I mean we had already done live videos but Paige was invoicing people and when the live video was done it was a lot of work for her so we did comment sold um you know just it was a game changer for us
0: yeah I was gonna say it in um just to talk a little bit about comments sold uh obviously people can go look up what it is it's like live videos and having people literally comment and you know they can purchase through and Hopefully, you got to still like Shopify to make it work. But what would you say? Uh, there's obviously some pros there. Are there any cons to comment sold that you've found? Um, if somebody's in the market for jumping on a platform like this, what would you say the biggest hurdle to doing something like Comet Sold would be?
2: Ash, you think. Can you think of any hurdles for comment sold? Yes, are all ins and outs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's like she said, like she does all the comments sold. I mean, there's a lot of ins and outs. I mean, you have to know the program well, you know. Um, but I, I mean, for us, it's just been a, I mean, you know, they do take a percentage, obviously, of your sales, but for us, it's the money, you know, I mean, the, the sales far um, exceed. It's worth it. It's worth right. it. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and what's that? What else? Has been- oh, and the app. Oh, yeah. The app. Our com- the app has just been, you know, when we got our app, um, we did well enough on sold to start with that they gave us a free app. And um, anyway, so we thought that was pretty cool, but we had no idea that, I mean, we have so many women that shop on the app, um, you know, so that was really, that was really a game changer for us as well. You had brought this up before, you know, I mean like, um, so, you know, you guys do our ads for us and, um, retargeting and all of that. And, you know, now that a lot of people go to the app, you know, for comments sold, Um, some of those, it's hard to like, um, whatever that word is that you guys use, you know, bring them back to the website because maybe they were never on it to start with because they just went to the app. So, um, you know, how, how is that, how is that all going to play out as far as being able to, you know, still make sure, I mean, because we love our website. I mean, gosh, it's, it's beautiful, you know, and it's a nice website and, um, you know, we take really good pictures and it's nice to look at our website is, that's nice to look at, um, you know, and so we don't want to lose that as well. Um, even though we have a lot of women go to the app. So how do you guys as a marketing company, you know, how do you work through that? So that, I mean, is there any way to connect with those on the app or, um, you know, I don't know, hope I didn't put you on the spot, but I've been thinking about that too. So yeah, look- my question.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the good thing is that, um, the traffic for the site hasn't slowed down anything if anything it's only sped up so it's i think it's kind of like a an omnipresent approach meaning you want to be both places um the biggest thing like i said is um the right now the returning customers are a huge percentage so one way to get those people who purchase on the app and still run ads to them and send them to the website is a couple of things either a Um, we download that list periodically and upload that to Facebook and remarket to those people that way because everybody who purchases or goes through the app will be able to get email address through that way. Um, The second thing is that once they start getting on your email list, they never really go off unless they unsubscribe. So we'll continue to send email correspondence to those people as well Um, because I don't want them, wherever they're going to shop, like if somebody wants to shop on Facebook, like Facebook's coming out with something where you'll be able to do something like a comment sold on Facebook directly. So if they want to do something on Facebook or if they want to purchase on Facebook, they want to purchase on the app, we don't ever want to exclude them, but you do want to make sure that eventually we either collect their email address, which is most valuable, or send them to the website. So I think it's a it's a combination of everything um, of using collecting their email address and then uploading it to Facebook and remarketing to people that way so we can still run ads to them um, for a much cheaper cost. And then also just getting their email address and nurturing them that way because just because somebody purchased from the app doesn't mean that later they may not purchase from the website
2: sure. too. Right. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: And I guess the the app is just automatically pulling the products from the website. Yes. Right. Okay. So I wonder if there is also maybe the opportunity to do some exclusives, right? That are just like maybe on the website only or maybe on the app only.
2: Uh, well, um, we we do that. We okay. do sometimes exclusively something on the website or exclusively on the app. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I think that would uh, be another way to kind of maybe steer people into, Hey, we have a website, you know, introduce them to, to that as well. Um, especially if they've just been on the app and maybe have no idea that, you know, you actually have a website with maybe more products over. Right. X, X, y, I do
2: think that's the case because sometimes, uh, they will ask us a question. Oh, like, like, like if they might get an account credit or something like that, or they might win something on the app, then, you know, or, or, or they want something on the website. You know what I mean? They will say this code isn't working. Well, that's because they're the, the code was made for the website and they're on the app or vice versa. So, um, yeah, sometimes I do think that, um, you know, maybe that they know about the website or they, or, and they don't know about the app or vice versa.
0: So mm-hmm. yeah, and the app's pretty new. So it may maybe that they just don't know about it yet, but right. another a good thing is that like, they're coming into your world one way. Uh, or like multiple ways. But like say, for example, if they know if they know about the app and they've already been there, it's because they either watched you on Facebook or they've been to your website where they found out about you some way. And if they're on Facebook, um, if they've watched any of your videos or visited your profile, like we're still running ads to those people anyway. So we'll never lose them that way. It's just the only part that we would need to like, I guess, seal the, the difference or like figure out the difference is collecting the email addresses from the people who purchase exclusively exclusively from the app. And it may be just talking out loud. It may be that you start running separate emails to people on the app, and then also get them to buy on the website because if uh, we call it in the marketing world like more sticky. So like if they purchase from the app and purchase from the website and watch your live videos and uh, check out your Instagram, like now you seem to be everywhere to them, and now it's like you're a huge part of the world. So I don't think I don't think it's necessarily a uh, uh, hurts them. The only the only area that I know personally that we'll need to talk about, which I didn't think we were gonna talk about until you know, six months from now, which is SEO, which is search engine optimization, which is like Google traffic. So now that you have enough business online through paid traffic and local, and then just word of mouth, now it's like if people are searching for a boutique, like a clothing boutique, now, Libby's should start playing in a different game where Libby's boutique pops up for people, even if they're not in the area, they may just be looking for a clothing boutique and you may start to pop up for clothing items that way. Um, so, that's another area to be thinking about as well. What's your current Netflix binge or online pr- platform like Amazon or Disney Plus or anything like that?
2: Well, to be honest with you. I don't I don't hardly ever I don't watch much anymore um I'm always doing something with the boutique and that's sad I mean but I mean I like it so it's not like I feel like I'm missing out um I tried to watch um Yellowstone but it was it was it was too um uh, graphic for me so I couldn't do that and so um, every now and then I might sit down and watch an NFL football game like yesterday. But other than that, um, I don't watch much TV at all. I do like to read nonfiction. Um, I like to read books that are inspirational, you know, whether it be, um, oh, I don't know, but like, um, oh goodness, Joyce Meyer or something like that. I do, I do like to do, to read like that. But um, if I have spare time, I mean, I have a child now, so I don't, I don't seem to have another child. I should say I don't have a whole lot of time to be, to be watching anything. So never been a big TV watcher anyway. I can see that Waste, wasted time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I could be doing something productive, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Type <laughs> A in you right there. All right. Next question. What purchase of hundred dollars or less has most positively impacted your life, let's say in the last six months or recent memory.
2: Gosh hundred dollars or less mm. goodness I'm not usually at a loss for words <laughs> um I don't think I can I, I don't think I can come up with that right at the moment
0: well we can sc- we can skip that question and I won't give a smart luck remark so we'll just move on there okay <laughs> for those who don't know if, Uh, Libby was a teacher of mine, so there's a different type of relationship for the people who are like, wow, why would he say that? Um, that's just our, uh,
2: yeah,
0: when she's talking about a football game, she was being very nice because I'm a huge Chiefs fan. She's a Raiders fan and she wants to rub it in my my face very badly. So (laughs) that was very respectful of her to just move on.
2: Took advantage of a situation.
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess going back to that book, I do want to know, or to the book side, if we're not talking about Netflix, I am curious, what if for a, a nonfiction book, and you could only read one of them, let's say, quote unquote, uh, binge this one over and over again, what would be the, what book would you grab?
2: Oh, goodness. Um, I, I read a lot of Charles Stanley, which, I mean, he's an older minister, you know, but um, so... Of wisdom, um, I could probably like uh, "Battlefield of the Mind" by Joyce Meyer. It's just a really good one that I've read, you know, a couple of times because everybody has problems with, you know, the mind and and where they where it goes and things like that. But she's probably my favorite as far as author goes. Um, if I were going to, you know, binge read, it would probably be a lot of her a lot of her books.
1: So, what about this one? What do you wish you had known when you started this whole endeavor?
2: Oh gosh. I think that I it, sometimes um sometimes I have to really be careful that I as I alluded to this that I balance my actually our minister at church was talking about that that I balance um you know, work in my life. And I have a real hard time with that. And so um, I wasn't kind of prepared for that. Like when I taught school, I mean, I loved what I did, but man, when I went home, I was done for the most part. I mean, maybe a few math papers to grade or whatever, but um, I didn't take anything home with me. And um, in the last five years, I've really never been able to, 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 uh, even though I tell myself, I'm not going to I'm not going to sit at home. Like yesterday, I wasn't, I I put that in my Facebook thing that I wasn't even going to watch the Raiders Chiefs game yesterday, which I mean, I love it, but I I had work to do at work, you know, and so I was going to come here. And that's when Carl said, man, it's a day or rest, sit home, watch the football game. And I did. And I was so glad. So, um, you know, probably going into this, I had no idea what I was up against. But, you know, I'm also a very competitive person. So, if I'm going to have a business, then I want it to be successful. So I have to, you know, I have to work at it to, to get it to that. And, um, like I said, there's always something to do in the retail world. Always. Um, you just, I just have to tell myself, you know, just no more. So probably going into it. Um, you know, I wish maybe I would have realized how much work I was going to be, you know, I mean, like I retired I, to work harder than I've ever worked in my life. Right. So I I had no clue when I started that that was going to be the case. So.
0: So uh, last question here, as we kind of wrap up, you mentioned this and and I'm truly interested and I think a lot of people could get a lot from this is what do you what do you define success as?
2: Oh, well, I will say that even though I love, you know, what I do here, I mean, it does not define who I am, you know, as far as um, I'm a successful person. I mean, for me, I'm a successful person, um, because that's who God says I am. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm worthy and, and, um, you know, I am enough. Um, so my success doesn't come from, or I guess I should say maybe my self-esteem, those kind of things. They don't, they don't come from the boutique at all. Um, I do love what I do here, but, um, very confident in who I am and it has nothing to do with fashion or anything like that. I just, um, you know, I've I've had a very blessed life and I'm very thankful for it. And so for me, you know, success is just more of, um, you know, trying to live out the, trying to live out, you know, the plan that God has had for my life. And um, that's what I mean, that's what I would, I think everybody should think of as far as success goes and not necessarily how much money you're making or how successful your job is, so.
0: The perfect answer. I knew you'd have the perfect answer for that. <laughs> um, I, I don't think that, yeah, I don't think it, Matt, yeah, you don't have a direct uh, answer for that, but I think that encompasses and should encompass what success is for everybody. So I think that's a good round answer for that. Um, so thank you. So for those who are listening and they want to start shopping at Libby's Boutique, they want to know more about comments sold. They want to know more about who you guys are. What's the best way for them to find you, connect with you, um, consume your guys' content?
2: Uh, I mean, of course, you know, they, they can, you can, you can always send us an email shop at Libby's Boutique.net. That's the best way to get a hold of us. You know, they can shop on our website, uh, Libby's Boutique.net. They can shop on our app. They can go, you know, wherever you download your apps, um, your app store. Uh, find Libby's Boutique or pink, uh, you can shop with us there. You can send us a message on Facebook. We always answer those as well. So there's a lot of different ways to connect with us. We're probably gonna connect with you that day if you say something to us. We're pretty good about returning um, you know, our emails and, and things that people ask us.
0: Awesome. All right, thank you guys so much uh, for listening to another episode. Thank you, Libby, for coming on here. It's been, like we said, uh, long past due, so we truly appreciate that.
2: I, I just, I just tell anybody that's watching this too, you know, that if they're thinking about a marketing company, uh, you know, or whatever that, um, I would, you guys come highly recommended. Uh, you guys have done a great job for us. And, you know, a lot of the success that we've had isn't just, isn't just what we've done, but a lot of what you guys have done for us as well. So we truly appreciate it. And I think everybody out there needs, that's listening needs to hear that as well.
0: Well, thank you. And I just want to point out that we did not tell her to say that or pay her (laughs) to say that. (laughs) If
2: that Aaron would have told me to say that, I would not have. So, That's true. All
0: right. right, Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Marketing Natives. I hope you guys go out and you find out more about Libby's Boutique and uh, what they're doing in the community and across the country um, and maybe even eventually around the world um, and the impact that they're making. If you're listening for the first time, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes. We put out content every single Monday uh, for you. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you also hit subscribe. For those who have been listening for a while, make sure that you go out there and leave us an honest rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. The, re- the ratings help us to reach more people, but more importantly, find how we can make the podcast better. And if you love guests like Libby's, please shoot us a message over on Instagram and say, hey, love Libby's Boutique. Uh, would love to connect with them. Or I want you guys to interview more people like Libby. Um, that will help us to create content that you'll enjoy more. So hope you guys love this one and check out the episode for next week. We'll talk to you soon.
1: The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding.